Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. When the red, red robin comes bump, bump, bumping along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he stops robbing his home. solid afternoon's work as the addicts run out 3-1 winners over Stoke City still on track for that record-breaking 138 point season I'll tell you what you won't find many betting against it at the moment welcome to Charlton Live Two wins down, 44 left to go. We hit that record-breaking season. It's going to happen. I can feel it in my waters. I was talking about 110 points last week. I think I was really underestimating how the addicts are going to get on this season. So good evening. Uh, welcome to Charlton Live. My name is uh, Louis Mendes. We're coming to you live from the Valley, home of the addicts who have won both of their opening two games back in the championship. A superb start to the season here in the studio to celebrate that with me. Uh, it's Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lewis? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, buzzing, mate. Buzzing. Um, Absolutely. What did you make it yesterday? Oh, it was incredible, wasn't it? Yeah. What a day. Great result, great atmosphere. It had everything, didn't it? Yeah. All-round perfect day. Yeah, it certainly was. It was enough 
to lure someone out of their sabbatical. Mark Newbury's had a year off uh, fathering children, which is a, a tough job, apparently. No excuse, <laughs> is it? No. Mark, hey, it's great to have you back in the studio. How are you doing? Very well, thank you. Fathering children. Can I just say, just for two, I've not just been going around yeah. South London fathering yeah. children irresponsibly. Yeah. We put him out to stud. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So, yeah, great to have you back in the studio uh, to celebrate another wonderful three points for the addicts. We're going to hear the highlights of that win over Stoke City uh, in a few moments' time. We're also, of course, going to hear our exclusive interview with Lee Bowyer. The Addicts manager was kind enough to come and speak to us uh, after the game yesterday. We'll hear that later on in the show. We also want to hear from you guys as well. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us uh, at charltonlive or you can head over to the Charlton Live Forum. There's a thread on there uh, for tonight's show to have your say on yesterday's performance. And also, of course, we want to talk about the end of the transfer window. It slammed shut on Thursday evening. We were so excited because we thought we might actually get a signing whilst we were live on air. It never happened. Berem Kyle came <laughs> in about 10 o'clock that night we're still waiting for news on Tommy Hemed as well but um, it's been a in my opinion a very good end of the transfer window for the addicts the likes of Josh Cullen coming back Sam Field and Jonathan Necco uh, on loan from West Brom uh, Kyle as we mentioned there of course uh, Lyle Taylor still being here still scoring goals as well for the addicts after what was a difficult week for him if we're being honest so we want to know what you made of the of the transfer window as well are you reassessing um, how you think the addicts will get on this season it's well publicized that Charlton are still the favorites to go down it's only two games in, but we're looking all right at the moment. So have you reassessed or are we counting our chickens a little bit too early? Uh, let us know. Email studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Tweet us at Charlton Live. Head over to the Charlton Live Forum. Uh, as I say, you can have your say. Uh, loads of you already have, so we're going to be coming to as many of those as possible. Hopefully all of them as the show uh, progresses. Um, Lewis, um, I, I sort of said it the night before the season started, having watched the Luton Middlesbrough game, that the championship football is easy for you know big dogs like us, Charlton, arguably be the biggest <laughs> club now in the championship. It would appear uh, on the field of play. Um, I mean, jokes aside, that was that was just another brilliant afternoon uh, that we've had to enjoy here at the Valley. We've had quite a few of them over the last few months. Just a few, yeah. <laughs> that you could uh, you run out of fingers when you try and count them. I know that, but uh, yeah, it was fantastic. Just all round the whole the whole day the the fact that the valley was absolutely rocking the the attendance was brilliant people coming out in the numbers to to support Boyer and the boys and the new signings all all playing a huge part as well I thought they all all settled in really really well the ones that we saw yesterday and the performance as a whole was was brilliant I mean Stoke sort of took the kick off and went straight for our goal it was a little bit like oh no here we go again with the uh after Blackburn's little bit of dominance last weekend but taken that out of it it was I, I felt like we were just really really comfortable and I was not shocked because I know that we've we've got it in us to do it and any side that's managed by Lee Bowyer I can guarantee that they're they're, they're going to have enough about them to not know how to lose a game because mm. that's not what they it's not what he drills into them day after day on the training ground and the way that just the way they perform the professionalism the, the youngsters even you know Conor Gallagher yesterday was absolutely exceptional and just everything about it, it was. I'm I'm like completely completely buzzing. We're two games in, and I, I feel like we're. Let me just give us a trophy. It certainly feels like that at the moment, Mark. I mean, you know, as we said, when when you make that step up into the championship, you don't know what to expect really. When when like a you know a team like Trump, we've been away for a few years, so to come into the first two games against two teams, and I'm going to make a bold prediction here, aren't going to be the top two at the end of the season in Blackburn and in Stoke. But you're hoping they're probably going to be mid-table style teams. And they're the sort of teams that we want to see how we sort of measure up against them. And two games in, and again, maybe we are counting chickens a little bit too early here, but two games in, 
we're looking like a side that believes they're in the division that, that they belong in the division that they're in currently. I mean, true. You look at them; those two clubs, they've both spent a fair bit of money in the um, off season. To, you know, to bring in on transfers. You know, I think we said the value of a Stoke squad was sort of about twelve times what ours was. Mm. And you think to yourself, I think it's like you said, it's the passion Bowyer instills into all the players, and he get you know he gets from working for him. And you know, yes, we're going to have tougher tests from those two teams, but I think if you get the right mentality and the momentum going, you know, you, you take the knock back and you just move on. And we've now got some players in the squad because we've actually got a fairly decent squad. I mean, might, might be short at right back, but you know, you players you can put in, you're thinking, you know, if they came in, it's not going to make us any weaker. It's a nice position to be in, isn't it? I'll tell you what else is a nice position to be in. We're now 18 games, league games, unbeaten here at the Valley. I can say, whoever, whoever's next up here, and I should have looked at the fixture list before saying that sentence because I've forgotten, maybe Brentford possibly. Forest. Forest, Forest, Forest there we go. Yeah. Forest, right. they won't fancy coming here. Not at all. So it's a midweek game as well, so that'd be interesting. Right, let's have a listen uh, to the highlights from Valley Pass of yesterday's win uh, over Stoke. Uh, your commentators on Valley Pass uh, were Tom Wallin and Greg Stubley. To Gregory, or Hogan, should I say, who's dropped backwards and inside to Ince, who's got space to manoeuvre. Tom Ince cutting inside onto his left foot, goes for goal and harmlessly wide, but Charlton maybe allowing Stoke a little bit too much room. Wilson's underneath it, and then Johnny Williams comes back to recover, and he's got some space halfway inside the Charlton half. Into Lecco, who's just running through the centre circle. He had Solly on the overlap, but goes Great to the far ball. side, Lyle Taylor, on the edge of the area, up against Bath, the captain, right on the corner of the penalty area. Cuts inside onto his right foot and shoots! Oh! who came through the centre circle. He had Solly on the overlap on his right. Instead chose to go over to the left and Lyle Taylor, who drifted into a bit of space. Bath came to close him down. He stepped inside on his right foot and smashed it past Jack Butland's left-hand post and into the back of the net. And we're just over halfway through this first half and Charlton won it up. If there was going to be a man who's going to open the scoring, it just had to be Lyle Taylor. It was an outrageous strike from the Charlton strike. Right-hand side with Stoke and now Gregory gives it to Tom and he comes over to this near side and Ward, the left back. Lecco comes out to close him down but Ward's able to get a curling ball in and it bounces off the penalty spot and it's pinging around and it bounces to Klukas and then oh, it's off the bar from Scott Hogan, right footed, the edge of the six yard box. The ball just broke to him there is now a break in play as Charn have won a throw in I think, although Williams is down but the ball broke to Gregory in the edge of the six yard box he smashed it towards the far corner and it bounced off the cross in the air and Lindsay's able to get there first but Gallagher with a crunching tackle on him wins the ball but it bounces all the way through to Butland who left footed out by the corner flag lofts it long looking for Hogan who flicks it on well to uh, Tom Ince Ince up against three charm players does get a left footed oh, shot in it's a fantastic strike 36 minutes gone and Stoker level it was a counter attack and Tom Ince has smashed that home from the edge of the box Phillips perhaps could have done better but Stoker now level yeah hell of a strike two fantastic goals that have well, not separated because they're level now, but two strikes that have just shown what kind of a game this has been. Um, Charlton will be so disappointed, though. It's just a long kick from Butland. I think Hogan did well to get the better of Lockyer, and the ball just bounced down nicely for Ince on his left foot. Charlton maybe could have been a little bit quicker to get to him and block it, and Phillips just was retrieving in his goal and just didn't get his angles quite right. And it just took an absolutely outrageous strike from Ince just to beat him, but... Charlton shouldn't be too concerned. They've started this game well. It's been a good match. Um, 
but they are level now and it's up to the addicts to go again yeah, I wonder if the, the Stoke goal has just knocked Chance confidence a little bit because we were growing into the game we seem to slow down and that's a poor pass from Lockyer as Gregory's able to come away breaks into the penalty area Solly's managed to get back and Gregory turns and fires it and it's off the post and it's bounced back into the area and Tom Ince with his back to goal he's got Josh Cullen and Purrington he manages to get the ball in and then Prattley stabs it away and it's going to be a Stoke corner it might be beaten by the clock here Stoke unless they get it forward quickly over on that far side and Smith chips it in and they finds it and it's bounced into the box and there's a shot and it's straight at Dylan Phillips who holds on to it I think what a the, chance of Smith I think the final shot did come from Smith an unlikely source and the referee does call an end to that and I think Charlton will probably be glad of the whistle Danger. with the throw in level with the edge of the penalty yeah, plays it into Klukas who runs along the byline and then taps it into the middle oh and it's a guilt edge chance for Lee Gregory on the edge of the six yard box he smashed it over the bar Josh Cullen has gone down here for Charlton and has stayed down but what a guilt edge chance for Lee Gregory and a player of his shot quality should be putting that away well the reason he's put it over is because of that pressure from Cullen it was a sliding challenge and just put Gregory but Charlton are able to come away through Lecker and now can we see his pace as he bursts away from two Stoke players well, and then gives it out to Johnny Williams and he's carrying on on the overlap as well Lecco but Williams is keeping the ball and cuts inside and Lecco's run allows him to do so and he skips past three players and Gallagher's got space to shoot Ooh. on the edge of the area and the effort is high and wide but lovely attacking counter-attacking play from Charlton have a chance to break here Solly's throw was headed back by Lindsay but Gallagher's won Great it back ball. and Taylor's on the overlap and Taylor's through on goal here as he approaches the edge of the area he's got Lecco in the middle the ball takes a deflection oh and Lecco can't get there ahead of Butland who was out quickly goes down on the edge of his six-yard box but that was millimetres away from being the perfect ball into Gallagher Lecker. keeping in for Charlton he's under a bit of pressure flicks it on towards Pierce. little flick forward towards Williams, Williams he's is away. Williams in the pounce here collects Williams skies past Allen no Williams oh. can Gallagher get on a retrieving ball he can but further wide Gallagher ball into Cullen Cullen has got Prattley behind him Cullen into the pounce area Cullen still ball across goal comes Williams and then he can There's been a couple of opportunities in the last few minutes where Johnny Williams has got to that byline and the first ball obviously went out of play. You could see the crowd were pleased with the effort. You could see that that tactic had worked. So again, when the ball came out, Gallagher again found Williams down on that side. And this time, again, the ball was blocked out. But when Cullen got back there, the ball was just played back into the middle of the penalty area. And there on the penalty spot was Chuck Sanike, who calmly right-footed, slotted it again into Butland's left-hand post. A fantastic goal. And Charlton are 2 1 up. Charlton sends players forward. They have sense in a third here, the Addicts. Cullen to take. Cullen towards the near post to Taylor. Little flick. Surely! As you say, a training ground move in towards the byline. Taylor with a little flick back towards the penalty spot. And this time it was Connor Gallagher stepping in. First time, right-footed strike, curling away from Jack Butland and into the top right-hand corner of the net. And on 83 minutes, the Addicts here lead Stoke 3-1. To Verlinden. And there is the full-time whistle as Chowan again 
just defy what an incredible team Lee Bowyer, Steve Gall and Johnny Jackson have assembled by beating Stoke by three goals to one absolutely buzzing with that result it was a superb performance uh, superb commentary there from Valley Pass from Tom and, and from Stubbers as well um, Lewis I think they summed up nicely that joy when those second and third goals in particular went in um, again I mean that covered end was just bouncing bouncing exactly yeah oh it was it was brilliant and obviously I sit up there as well so I can uh, I can confirm it was definitely bouncing mm. I've got some Got a couple of marks on my shins, yeah. actually. Yeah, um, I mean the the way that that second half progressed, and you know we, we saw that 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 chance that we heard there for from Lee Gregory. It sounds like he does have a habit of miss, like scores a few goals when he was at Millwall, but he does have a habit of missing chances. And we saw that again uh, yesterday. I think Josh Cullen did really well to put him off. But after that, we just saw a little bit of a switch from Bose. I think went up to up to the diamond again. And we started to take control of the game. We saw those chances for Lecco. We saw a long shot from Gallagher that went over, but moves that were starting to come together. And it led to that 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 goal from Chuck Sanike being on the pitch for five minutes. And all of a sudden you think, here we go again. Yeah, and I agree with you there in terms of, I thought apart from the, after their goal and a little bit at the start of the game, I, th- I thought we controlled it completely in, in large periods. I thought that we were dominant in midfield, which was something that, we struggled with at Blackburn last weekend. Um, obviously, we d- we didn't have the bodies that we have that we have now then, but it's still an improvement and just a p- and clinical finishing. I mean, I know we had sort of four shots on target yesterday. Three of them hit the back of the net. Stoke had about ten, I think, and well, he scored one. So we were more clinical. We were taking our chances. We played some fantastic football, and yeah, the relief of getting that not just the second but the third goal because I know we've always. In last season, especially, we've we sort of struggled to get that two goal cushion, and it seems to be the Charlton way as you head into the closing stages of a game to have, you know, a, a slim lead. And there's always the the ridiculously long added time that feels ten times longer than it actually is because you're worried that they're gonna they're gonna concede late on. But a, a really professional performance, you know, it just it was fantastic, and I'm just so so proud because you know people are writing us off, you know, writing us off left, right, and centre, and. Uh, yeah, they won't be writing us off now if they say. And not even just—it's not even like we're getting lucky. We're playing really, really well at Blackburn. Of course, we were up against—we were against the ropes quite a bit. But you still have to be—you still have to have the game about you to deal with that. And and we did. And then yesterday, it was a lot more like business business regimes to last season. We dominated large spells of the game. We looked comfortable on the ball. Our passing was fantastic and accurate. A couple of wobbly stages passing out from the back, but Lockyer and Piercy are obviously a new partnership. It's going to take time for that to to um, gel but all in all just fantastic and if you know we carry on the way we're going (laughs) it's going to be lovely season lovely stuff there's some interesting comments from Lee Bowyer in our interview that we'll hear later on about playing out from the back and the fact that we did lose the ball a couple of times but I think we'll talk about that later I mean also Mark when you've made that step up in a division you're always going to be worrying are our quality players enough are we are they good enough to make that step up with us are we going to have the creativity to unlock teams with better defences than the ones we saw in League One let's talk us through that third goal because that was incredible bit of creativity clearly something they've worked on the training grounds clearly took Stoke by surprise and clearly shows that we've got the players who can, who can unlock defences like that from a set piece yeah reading today saying that um, Johnny had watched some Stoke games and saw how they set themselves up at corners and he'd seen a vulnerability and said exactly you know what they'd practised on the pitch on, on the training pitch they pulled off perfected you know mm. so and it's it's you know credit to Jacko for that um, you said but quality of players, but we've got you know Johnny Williams, you know, and he's he was class last year, and in this this league he he just looks just beautiful. 
you know, he gets the ball. I mean, when he was wiped out, I think everyone just sort of like held their collective breath that he got up again. Um, but, you know, you've got players there and Prattley's really underrated, I think. I, you know, he, he does the, right, the dirty job. He gets the ball, he puts his face in, he puts his boot in. And then you've got Cullen, who we know has got, you know, a Premier League pedigree, even though, you know, he wasn't with us last year. And on the 86th minute, he's still sprinting after someone to get the ball. And I'm thinking to myself, that's, you know, that's someone who's put everything on the line there. So I think we do have some, you know, quality. And of course, Lyle's, you know, with all his assists and goals, there's no reason that he couldn't have stepped into this division anyway. If we hadn't gone up, you know, we'd have lost him and he'd been in this league anyway. So, mm. yeah, I mean, Lyle Taylor, let's speak about him then, because of course, I mean, his his future was very much in doubt last week. And I think it became clear um, from, from what Lee Bowyer said on, on Friday during press day that the player, you know, he was given a huge opportunity at another club. And, you know, it's a, it's a short career. You can't blame him if he thought, you know, I might need to go and secure my future at a club that will probably pay me a hell of a lot more than, than Charlton do. But, you know, the fact is we weren't in a, in the position to sell him. We had to keep him. And then it's it can sort of go one of two ways there. But with Lyle Taylor, I think it was only ever going to go the right way. You know, he could sulk around. He could, you know, almost down tools as such when it comes to playing on the pitch. But Lee Bayer says he came to him on, on Friday morning and said, look, I'm going to do my best for you. I'm still going to go out and score you goals and, and get you assists. And that's exactly what he did. And, you know, I'm so, so pleased that he got that, that first goal yesterday. Fairly typical bit of Lyle Taylor brilliance, you know. He's played into the into the channel. He cut inside. He had his shot. Goalkeeper. My initial reaction, having seen it on Quest, was he might have done better. Then Mark sort of said off air, maybe he was unsighted slightly. But however, it's gone in. I mean, that's huge for for Lyle Taylor. Just you know, as I said on first day, what Lyle Taylor loves is is being loved and scoring goals and getting the adulation from the crowd. And he got it straight away. So now he's probably back in high spirits again. Oh, definitely. And you know, it's it's a big credit to to Lyle Taylor as a, as a human in terms of that obviously he is going to be disappointed naturally you know we you can't you can't hold grudges if he did want to you know sort of put his profession elsewhere in terms of finding a club that maybe if it is a, if it is a life-changing move for him you know I think he's in a good place where he is now but it's it ultimately it isn't down to me in terms of it's the same in any profession where if if you're offered a job in any profession and it's better for you financially and you feel like there's something in progression then any anyone is going to you know is going to take it up and Lyle Taylor's profession is football and that and that's what he would choose to do in terms of that he didn't get the move and he he sort of went straight back into that side yesterday it could have gone one or two ways but with Lyle Taylor I, I always knew that it would go the way that we wanted it to I think he's he's a professional like you say he likes to be loved he likes to be adored and not turning up and being the normal Lyle Taylor isn't going to help anybody out. It's not going to help him out. It's not going to help us out or any any of his future prospects. You know, if he does look for his football elsewhere, then we have to say fair enough. But I'd like to think that now he is with us until January. There's no reason why we won't be sitting above Brentford in January. And you might think, you know what? I'm going to stay here. You know, there's there's such potential with this football club. Of course, we know that we have certain restraints financially and, and in terms of resources. But... The ambitions there now, you know, maybe this time last week we were looking around at, at the bodies and thinking this this could be a struggle. But now we've got reinforcements in, good quality players are coming in. The recruitment of Bayer and Gallon is paying off, and Lyle Taylor will look at that and think, actually, you know what, I can do really well here. And he is loved by the crowd, and I I'm glad that he's with us at least until January. I'd like to think beyond that, but 
I just want to see him do a job between now and then. Mm. Now, one of the uh, new recruits that did get a game uh, yesterday, of course, Jonathan Lecco came on loan from from West Bromwich Albion. Um, sort of when when you look at the the comments from the the, the fans of the club that he's come from, uh, that's sort of the gauge you're going to get. Really, where's a player you don't know that well, to be honest. And, and you see one is uh, and by you're saying it himself, like he's a player who's explosively quick, um, very unpredictable. Uh, perhaps needs to work on his end products. And I think we saw that in spades yesterday, um, particularly in the first half. There was a couple of runs down the right hand side, one of which would lead to a, a ball that was passed straight to the opposition, one of which would lead to quite a decent cross into the area. Um, that one in the second half where he was bearing through on goal, slight deflection on the cross that was coming towards him, possibly took it away from him. A little bit as well but there was certainly a player there when when he picked up the ball mark you're thinking right what's going to happen here it's either going to be rubbish or it's going to be something quite exciting here and that's sort of sort of something you look forward to seeing a a player who's so unpredictable like that yeah it was interesting because I was watching him in the warm-up and he was at the back of a group and he just looked sort of like lethargic and not bothered and not warming up properly when you see sort of the Pierce's and the Lockyer's really sort of like warming up properly and he's at the back just shaking a leg out here and there and thinking oh you know what kind of is he that kind of player but as soon as he gets the ball and he's looking to go and he's looking to sort of like beat his man he's looking for some space when like you said he's done some early passes and and looking to move yes he fell over a couple of times Mm. you know but I think if if he's going to get those balls there was a lovely ball over the top for Taylor Yeah, I mean a real kind of just got the loft on it perfectly. And, you know, Bo's right. And in Bo, we trust. Mm, <laughs> Simple yeah. as that, really. It's just, yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, when I saw the player at first yesterday and I saw him, he's right, he's the player who likes to take on take on uh, opposition and, and, and run past him. Yeah, my initial thought was, he's going to be a Callum Harry. He's going to hold on to the ball too long and it's going to wire me up. But actually, there was quite a few times where literally he took one one or two steps on the ball and then passed it early as well. So I, I, I like to think he's got a bit more of a, a range in, in how he's going to play the game. He's not always going to run because sometimes he will run into colder sucks, but sometimes he will take on players. It'll he be, tracked yeah. back. He did track back quite a bit on, on yeah. giving Solly a hand out because, I mean, Ince is a handful. Mm. You know, for them. Yeah, so. and again, that's something that Bayer did say during the week that he'll have to learn that other part of his game. So that's good that he's starting to learn it already as well because you need that. We are going to need that in the championship yeah. no matter uh, what, what happens. Um, so he was replaced by an EK. So let's talk just a little bit more about his goal because we've just seen that brilliant run into the box from Johnny Williams, a direct run towards the byline, towards almost the corner of the six-yard box. And his cross sort of came back to him. But then Josh Cullen tried exactly the same thing. Um, and, the you know, you, you drill a ball into the box it could go anywhere and if you're Chucks and EK you see Cullen getting towards that byline you think you know I'm just going to pull off a little bit here just be in a little bit of space if I get some luck here I might get a goal five minutes into my debut how big is that Lewis for a player who's making that step up two divisions for him he was in league two last season when Milton Keynes scored 19 goals but you go into again he might be thinking oh footballers don't think might not think like this they might be Billy big potatoes themselves but he might be thinking I need to get a nice early goal here just to show everyone and myself that I belong in, in this division and you couldn't ask for a better chance really to come five minutes into your championship debut definitely not it's not bad to state your claim is it I think uh, do you know what with Chucks especially pre-season as well I was really impressed with, with his all-round play and obviously he picked up a couple of niggles in terms of his hamstring going at Gillingham and then again at Villa but I thought in the Villa game he gave he gave their midfield he gave Hirohane he gave Mings and Esri Konza a really really tough game and he's strong he's athletic he's quick He's good on the turn. He obviously fits well in that number 10 position as well. And I thought when he came on yesterday, he just he has a quality in terms of holding the ball up and bringing people into the game. And 
and what a finish as well. He just shows that he's got it all really in terms of a lot of the time you get these big physical players that maybe haven't got the finish about them or the pace. They're sort of just the, they sort of play the assist, don't they? They, they play the target man. And But it feels like he's got all of that. He can hold the ball up when needed and, and sort of take the pressure off the game a little and, and keep hold of the ball. But then at the same time, he can drive at players and... I thought yesterday when he when he came on, it was a real a real glimmer of, of how good he he could be, and he's taken that step up. You know, he's he's got a lot of goals last season for MK as well, and I think he's he's a really positive uh, addition to the squad. And the options that we have there now are, are brilliant. You know, if if we get uh, Tomer Hemed in this week, fingers crossed as well. You've got Anike, you've got Taylor, uh, Leko can play there as well. So you've got a lot of you know a lot of bodies that can that can fit in there and, and it will suit because we're going to have to change system a couple of times this season to suit we saw it yesterday where we started as sort of the uh, the four was it the four two three one with the number 10 and then reverting back to a diamond it's good to have the players that can sort of move around there and obviously with Leco pushing wide as well it's just good to it we've just got real uh, a bit more of a squad behind us you know something that we're not used to having and, some numbers and a manager who's not afraid to tweak things as well and exactly. I know I sound like a broken record talking about that because of what we were stuck with the manager before who had a system that did work at times but sometimes he wasn't quite ready to, to tweak it when he needed to uh, although I think I think he's learned he's from his lesson there because he, he does seem to do that a bit more at Oxford now um, obviously there's going to be downsides every game we conceded a goal yesterday perhaps a slight wake up call as to what happens if you give the quality of players in the championship, half a yard of space. Uh, it was a flick on from, from Lee Gregory, came to Tom Ince and uh, p- perhaps might have caught Dylan slightly uh, um, slightly slow-footed perhaps on the, on his near post there. It was, it was a good effort from long range. We also saw you know a couple of chances where they hit the post where you know we were playing out from the back. Tom Lockyer gave it a dodgy pass away. There was a couple of times in, in, in the first half where we would try to play it out from the back and, and didn't get away from it. Uh, with it um, although like I say Bayer says some interesting stuff about that I mean basically you do have to understand that if we are always going to try and play it long in this division the ball's going to be coming back more often than, than, than we want it to and and in that case you do put yourself under more pressure so by learning to play out from the back you will eventually start keeping more possession it's just obviously at times yesterday Mark we sort of didn't at, at times yeah a couple of times where you go to yourself look I know it's probably going to come back, but it might stick if we pick up a second ball in midfield. I mean, Lyle, you know, he gets battered every time a ball comes to him up front. Um, that's why I'm thinking I would have liked to stick an Aniki on a bit earlier. And so that if you are hitting it a bit longer, because he, he's going to be a lot harder to knock over. Hmm. Um, but yeah, passing it across side to side. And the new uh, kickoff from the um, goal kick, where you can have a defenders in the penalty area, it's. But all it's going to do is encourage other teams to push up onto your midfield and up. So you're going to end up hitting it long anyway. Well, so I think eventually, once your passing's right on point, and again, I think this is what Bayer probably sort of says in the interview. But once you start getting the passing right that will work because players will push up there'll be spaces to to, to utilize it's just the fact at the moment we still we still seem to just maybe just getting used to it and then we saw a couple of loose passes uh, we saw it last week at Blackburn early on when when Naby got caught out and ended up giving away a free kick and, and getting booked you know it's sort of thing but at the same time like I say I think you have to do it you have to be able to keep the ball in the high in the high intensity football that you have in the championship we have to be able to keep the ball because 
the more the other team has it, the, top, the more tired you get trying to chase it. So it's, it's, it's that interesting balance that you need to find. And uh, Lee Bay will bring that up now in the, in the interview that we're about to hear. Um, don't forget, you can have your say. Plenty of you people have already tweeted in, which we're going to be coming to uh, after we hear from, from Lee Bay. Uh, so you can tweet us at Charlton Live. The email address is studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, the Charlton Live forum has got a thread on there for tonight's show as well. Um, talk about yesterday's performance. Have you reassessed? where you think Charlton might be able to finish uh, this season. And also, we want to know what you've made of our transfer window now that it's slammed shut on the Thursday evening. Although there is still that slight question mark over Brighton and Hove Albion striker uh, Tommy Hemed, uh, who may have signed for us or may not have. The FA are going to be looking at the times of something or other. Uh, int- yeah, Lord knows how that works. I did ask uh, someone at the club, and apparently there's some sort of like online portal like, I don't know, it might be like, if it's anything like some of the online portals I have to use at work, it probably crashed 10 times. Yeah. And But presumably, it must be re- fairly easy to just look at a timestamp on when someone pressed a button. But who knows, the FA are going to try and work that out, or EFL, whoever's in charge, they're going to try and work that out um, at the start of uh, next week. Well, let's have a listen to Lee Bayer, uh, the Addicts manager, kind enough to come and speak to Charlton Live for an exclusive uh, interview after the win over Stoke City here at the Valley. He came to speak to Tom Willin, uh, Tom Wallin, and the Addicts boss was once again uh, pleased with what he saw uh, on the pitch yesterday afternoon, I think from start to finish, I think we was we was good. Uh, we tried to play the right way, tried to play from the back. Uh, we created our own problems at times, but we have to accept that that's going to happen. You know, the, the, these are all good teams that we're playing against with, with very good players, and so we have to be brave because if we just play long ball, we're never going to win a game. So yes, we'll lose it at times, but. More times than not, we'll get out and, and, and we'll get up the other end through playing football. So, again, I think overall, on the 90 minutes, I felt we deserved to win the game. I think Stoke started quickly, but they didn't didn't create a huge amount. And then we grew into the half, I thought. Is that what we're going to have to do this season? Be a bit patient, suss out the opposition because we are up against better quality teams now? Yeah, we just have to be better out of possession. I, I felt that last season, we was a little bit open when we lost possession of the ball and we can't do that here. We learned that against Villa the other week. If, as soon as you lose it, it's a goal. Um, and again today, we, we got a bit of luck. They hit the woodwork a couple of times, but I think it evened itself out. I think we, we went through 2v1 once and it got a ricochet off the fellow and went to their goalie. That would have been a goal. Uh, Lowe went through at the end there. He was two yards on side, 1v1 with the keeper would have scored so we, we could have even scored more you know so um, I thought it was quite even first half especially second half I thought once we matched them up in the diamond then I thought we, we took control of the game uh, I said at half time I, be, I felt that we were sharper than them um, so if we did match them up then I, I felt that we'd go on and win the game and thankfully that worked Jonathan Lecco obviously signed in this week um, and you spoke when we, he signed, I think, about the pace. You looked to show that in that first half with some great runs and then obviously scored, almost scored, sorry, in the second half. What did you make of his performance? Yeah, I thought he'd done very well. I thought all the young lads, all the new signings, I thought, I thought they brought a lot of energy. Um, I said Jonathan is, is a bit unpredictable um, and that's something that we need because... We need to be unpredictable, you know, like we've played two games now and we've played three, four different formations during them games. So um, we, we have to try and keep people guessing and, and that's the way play, That's the way Jonathan plays. 
I couldn't tell you what he's going to do next time he gets the ball. <laughs> I don't think he could tell you what he's going to do. But I know one thing, he's going to excite people and he's going to take people on and he's going to make something happen. I think every time he was 1v1, he went past the fella. Mm. So, um, yeah, we have to work on his end product. I know that. Um, if we didn't, then he wouldn't be here. He'd be at uh, West Brom playing every week. Mm. So, um, But, yeah, he, he brings us something different. So I'm looking forward to him to improving him. Yeah, another of our attacking threats and one we know obviously very well, Lyle Taylor. He's had a, a tricky week, you might say. Um, I don't want to touch too much on that, really, other than to say what a way to end it with a fantastic strike to put us in front. Yeah, yeah great strike. Uh, got the assist. Um, wiped his socks off. I left everything there. They're on the pitch again. Lowe deserves all the praise he gets, you know. It's, it would have been difficult for him the last few days. I know I know, it's been difficult for him. Um, he, he had a club that, that was interested in him to give him a, a life-changing opportunity mm. um, and he wasn't in control of it I wasn't in control of, of the outcome so thankfully for us he's, he's still here but for Lowe it, it would have been difficult to, to get your, hand, your head around that and I think he's handled it really well um, I just when we was walking around there at the end I said like you deserve everything you get you know because to just switch off from what's happened and then come and do what he's just done today just shows that he does love being here and he does want to keep just winning and scoring goals. That's that's what he's good at. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm really, really happy for Lyle today. What did you say to them at half-time? Because the game, first half, ended at a frantic pace. They obviously hit the bar, they hit the post, they got themselves back level through, um, through Tom Ince and I felt that was possibly the only part of the game where they perhaps starting to dominate. What did you say to them at half-time? Because when we came out, as you said yourself, we looked, I thought, the better side in that second half. Yeah, I just said to them, believe in yourselves and, and, and pass with a purpose and we can't just go long. Um, we are a good side, you are all good players and but I knew once we matched them up then that was mm. it and, and we pressed them better. Uh, mm. We They pressed in numbers which obviously affected them then they started to go long a lot and then we was picking up the first ball second ball uh, and, and then once we matched them then that was it I thought we, we just took full control they didn't I can't remember them really doing anything No and as I say even in that first half they, apart from the goal didn't think they created a huge amount um, the second goal obviously to put us back back in front um, and EK Williams Cullen with the build up a, a lovely move Yeah I have to say the ref done well um, Johnny got fouled and then he let the play play the advantage so the ref done well for us there. So if I, if I criticise refs, I'm going to tell them when they do well as well. So this, this, he done well. And um, yeah, Johnny, I thought he was outstanding again today. His work rate as well as in possession was is, is improving every every game. So uh, Chuck's, I said to him when he go on, look, if you get a chance, just pass it. Just pass it in the corner. And that's exactly what he done. So I'm glad he's listening. Uh, but yeah, again, we... We work so hard as a team, defensively and going forward, that, that we are a threat, you know, and, and I keep telling the players this. This is what I have to keep telling them all the time, reminding them, like, you are good. But it's difficult because then I don't want them to get too ahead of themselves, you know, and take the foot off the pedal. So it's a, it's a fine balance to, to keep the feet on the ground but tell them how good they are. So it's but at the moment where we're, we're doing well. On that keeping their feet on the ground, obviously when that second goal went in, 
and for about 10 minutes after the place was absolutely rocking yeah. do you just get them to thrive off that atmosphere or is it is it difficult to focus the team in that instant or do you just well, get they can't them to hear me <laughs> they can't hear me i'm trying to shout things on and they can't hear so i'd much rather that than it be quiet uh, here at the valley so again the fans are real bands in the place bands i love seeing it you know it's, it's, it's great and as a player i can assure you that they love it as well um it just gives them that extra yard it, it does so that, that the fans know that now they've seen it many many times now in in, in the short space I've, I've been in control so uh but yeah hopefully they're going home happy again and i said to the players like to play here with the fans we have and once we get them singing like, we, we ain't gonna lose too many like, i honestly believe that we lost two last season yeah Listen, it's going to be tough in this season. I get that. It's, it's going to be hard to, to stay in the division, but, but this is where we're going to win a lot of our games, I believe. So, uh, yeah. So, thank you again to the fans for for singing their hearts out. Um, Conor Gallagher, I think he needed that goal to, to prove what performance he had. I thought he was outstanding anyway. But then to get on the end of that goal as well, I think his professional debut, if I'm right, and a, a brilliant. I think training ground move. So credit to Jacko for that one. Yeah, Jacko and Marsh, I take all the praise for that. And Brett, they, they work really hard on set pieces and trying to find weaknesses in, in the opposition. And uh, that was definitely one that they worked on yesterday. And what you just watched there, I watched yesterday exactly to a T. <laughs> the layoff for the outside of the foot, the ball from Josh, bouncing in front, everything. The finish, like everything was just the same. Um, and set pieces are a massive part of the game, you know. And uh, so, yeah, to score two two set pieces already this season is uh, very good. Obviously, transfer window, I think we did pretty well that final day. Some good signings brought in, but there's still one that's kind of a bit outstanding with Hemed. Is there any update on that at all that you can give us? Uh, no, we're, we're positive that we might get the right result okay. and the um, right decision. Sorry. It's over to the. EFL or FL, whoever's in charge of what's going on, but we feel like we we put the the document through on time. Um, so it's just a process now, and they're checking. And so it's a lot of backwards and forwards, but we're, we're confident that uh, we we'll get the right decision. As always, games come thick and fast. We've got Forest Green on Tuesday. Um, back here, uh, expect changes for that one. Yeah. Yeah, a few of the youth players. Uh, a lot of changes, yeah. yeah. Because okay. there's still players that need to get minutes, you know, Jake Forsakowski needs minutes. Will we see any of the other new signings, do you think, Tuesday? Who didn't play today? Field, maybe. Field to play, yeah. Yeah. Field to play, yeah. He needs minutes because he hasn't played much. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he'll play, Jake will play, uh, George, Al, we'll change a lot. Live.
So welcome back to Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening. We just heard there from the Addicts boss, Lee Bowyer, who was kind enough to come and speak to Tom Wallin uh, exclusively for Charlton Live after the win uh, against Stoke City yesterday. Um, yeah, some interesting stuff. So as I said, talk about that playing out from the back, which we talked about. Talked about Jonathan Lecco. Uh, praise Jacker, of course, for the work they did on the uh, the set-piece routine that led to, to Conor Gallagher's third goal. Um, it's... <laughs> You can't believe your luck that we've stumbled across a manager who's been so successful uh, at this early stage of his career, Lewis. Because I mean, you, never, you didn't know what you were going to get going to get from Lebo, and we seem to have uh, unearthed a bit of a gem there. Just a bit. No, it's uh, yeah. Well, I've, I feel extremely lucky to have Lebo managing my football club. I just think that the whole the whole feel of the place, not even just on the pitch, but just around the whole club in terms of sort of obviously we know what's going on upstairs we're not overly happy with of course but in terms of people coming back to the valley to watch games in terms of loud vocal away followings and in, in terms of the football we play as well and just the a real togetherness I just I just feel like the people sat in the stands are 100% behind the people kicking the ball on the pitch and 100% uh, behind Boya behind Jacko Steve Gallon obviously doing an absolutely sensational job with both hands and his feet tied behind his back <laughs> and uh, and marshy with the keepers just all of it I just, I just feel like the 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 whole the whole mix of everything is working so well and it shows just why we went into such a meltdown when it looked like we were losing him in June mm. I think it's just um he's he is so so important I, I can't remember there there being a manager especially in this day and age that is so important to his football club I just think that Lee Bowyer is such a such a special manager and you know Mourinho calling himself the special one he, he got, doesn't got a touch on Bowyer <laughs> Bowyer's leagues away I just yeah incredibly lucky because he didn't see himself in the game it's, it's not just a fairy tale for us it is for him as well because he's leading the club out he started as a boy at Wembley back in May we're in the championship now massive underdogs we're two games two games two wins and it's it's just brilliant. It's what a story, and yeah, yeah just yeah. amazing. Lee touched upon as well himself, Mark, the fact that you know we we only lost here twice last season in the league. Um, we, the fans do make the fans are superb again, absolutely brilliant yesterday, and they do make it a hard place for opposition teams to come to. But you know, realistically, this is where we are going to have to pick up the majority of our points if we are going to reach that safety mark um, this season. And the crowd, dis- the players seem to thrive off, off, off what they provide them. Yeah, you know, I think he manages really sort of like how he played as a player. I mean, he was always a 100% player, you know, he, right or wrong. You know, he's put in some bad tackles, like he said, and you know, been sent off with other things. But he, he was always 100%. I think it's 100% he gives it as a manager. And I think when you see your manager doing that, I think that makes you as surely make, make you as a player want to work that bit harder. Because, you know, he, he said he is a midfielder by trade so he looks at midfield in a particular way and he can pick up and then because he came through us he knows what the crowd can be like and he's he's right you know it does give you I think if we went behind I don't think it's a group of fans at the moment which would be on the back straight away you can point to half a dozen clubs in this in this league which well, as soon as they go behind 
their fans are on their backs straight away. I think with us, I think if we go behind, I think we'll just get louder. Mm. I think, and, and we'll and we'll try and lift the players that way. It's a big if, of course, because that's not going to happen at any point in the season. <laughs> but um, yeah, right, let's have a listen uh, to some of your views as well. You can email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at Charlton Live. You can head over to the Charlton Live forum to have your say on tonight's show about the transfer window and about the uh, performance here at the Valley yesterday. Richard Holmes was the first one to get in touch last night. Uh, he says, we rode our luck in the first half, but our clinical finishing brought us home in the second. The signing from Chelsea looks very useful and Cullum is uh, prem class. Yeah, I mean, a bit, bit more on Conor Gallagher. Uh, Lewis, he, yeah, got his first goal and the end of his first senior start in, in, in senior football. He must be very pleased with how that's gone. Oh, unbelievable. I think you could see how much it meant to him in that celebration and 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 to us as well, really. But what a, what a player. When he came in against Blackburn last week, we saw real glimmers of of a player that he could be and I th- I, he impressed me in his little cameo appearance up there yesterday see him in the starting 11 I would say at first I was thinking I didn't didn't quite expect him to, to start uh, I can see why Bowyer picked him now <laughs> in Bowyer we trust yeah. Um, he was yeah he was brilliant so just head screwed on played re- really smart passages of play didn't didn't give away the ball cheaply he tracked back he worked hard uh, and obviously read that read that little set play perfectly to to ping it into the top corner and and he really did deserve a goal yesterday yeah. really deserved it yeah Liam says how have West Brom allowed such a talent out on loan I hope it's not a I hope there is not a recall clause for Jonathan Lecco also Prattley what an unsung hero he does the dirty work that no one uh, really mentions it Mark mentioned it yeah well done Mark <laughs> okay, he said uh, did, and did said I'm not really happy about their goal I think Dylan has to do better this year uh, Mr Dinage says our spine was fantastic yesterday. Uh, Pierce and Lockyer look like they have played together for years. Prattley and Cullen uh, bring such quality in pressing and passing. Gallagher was great in and out of possession and Taylor is deadly up top. And then he just says Johnny Williams was absolute uh, fire. CFC Ollie says Tom Lockyer was classed very good with his feet and very quick. I think he's just as good as Bauer has potential to be better, which says which is a bold statement. Uh, for our attack is stronger than last season. Impressed with the quick movements from Lecco and Connor uh, Gallagher. You would have thought Cullen has been with us all pre-season. He slotted in uh, like he was there throughout. We're going to surprise teams. I think we can get top half of the table for sure. Optimistic, but we can only dream. Uh, great to have Charlton Live back. Missed the first lot of podcasts. Uh, this is my first one back uh, that I'm listening to this season. Uh, come on, you Reds. We're in for a good season. Can't talk about every individual but what I can say it was an amazing team performance everyone there uh, gave their heart and soul out on the pitch yeah certainly did cheers for your, your tweets in there Ollie Tom says a slow start in the first half uh, and we were lucky to go in at halftime level. The second half was a complete change. You can tell Boya really got into them at halftime. The second half was like watching the liquid uh, football of Brazil in the 1970s. Let's keep it going at Barnsley. Come on, uh, you Reds. Right, Mark's getting involved. Hi, guys. Hope you're all good. Yesterday was a thoroughly enjoyable team performance. There were some nervous moments, but 100% we deserved the win. Williams and Lecco were exciting. Taylor and Cullen, solid indeed. Brilliant to have the new signings off the mark. Uh, I have said it already uh, yesterday but we'll say it again today we have a team that should not be getting into a relegation battle this season uh, playing some really lovely stuff Boya and Gallen are absolute geniuses the quick team gel is impressive too Bob Liscombe I know it's only two games and there is a long way to go but I have a good feeling about this team could we do a double promotion Mark I'll, I'll direct that question towards you Yes, we could. We could. Um, I mean, literally, we could. Yeah, we could. No are, gonna, are we going yeah. to? You know, stranger things have happened. It, you know, it's 
Can't wait to cut this out when we get relegated. Yeah, won't make the best bits. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, I mean, I'd sometimes look at players we've got and compare them to players we've had in the past. And Gallagher just reminded me a bit of Scotty Parker yesterday. Yeah, I saw someone else say that as well. Yeah, that's an we, interesting. Not just, yeah. not just the Alice Band. It mm. was just for <laughs> box, <laughs> box to box yeah. and, you know, committed. And he's and already then, flounced off to Chelsea as well, so he's got <laughs> out of his system. Yeah. And then, then Cullen um, reminds me a bit of Mark Kinsella, which I think is a compliment you can play the man. Um, because the way he moves the ball around, and you know, again, he's doing the job, and he's and he's watching, and he's got a he's got a football brain. Yeah, mature so. mature twenty three year old Josh Cullen. I'm getting yeah. the impression the way he, he he interacts with us behind the scenes as well, the way he plays on the pitch. He's a very good interview he gave to us for BBC Radio London yesterday, which you can hear online as well, um, and you can read about read what he had to say after the game in the paper tomorrow as well. So yeah, very very impressed with Josh Cullen. Uh, and as someone said earlier, it, it was like he'd never gone away, no. and he slotted back in so nicely. Well, Ev, a good evening to you all. What a superb and sublime performance yesterday. And my belief that we would make the playoffs is steadfast. With the loan signings yet to gel, we have one hell of a decent squad. Let's keep the positivity, and as I say, keep the faith. We will shock a lot of teams we face this season. I can see a unit of winners here and a friendship amongst the squad. These qualities, along with the skill and determination, we will at least be top six, but I'm going for top two. The last time we won our opening two games in the championship, we were champions. Let's do it. Yeah, well, let's hope that's the case. I remember I was, I was saying yesterday, the last, time, the, the last two times we got relegated uh, from this division, we did win our opening game of the season, but I don't think we went on to win two in those seasons. So I think we're now safe from relegation, thankfully. Uh, right, Liz says, uh, looking forward to it, boys. Lots to talk about. What a win yesterday. Four of us were listening from Cardiff. Great commentary uh, from Greg and from Tom. Um, at the Four Nations uh, tournament in Cardiff, uh, England winning at the moment. Charlton always winning. Lovely job. There we go. Uh, Gavin uh, says, Johnny Williams was such a joy to watch yesterday. My only worry is he'll con- only continue to get more and more excellent and then Barcelona will nab him off us in January. That is the danger when you are as good as us is that you know the European giants are going to come in for Naby, for, for Johnny Williams, for Josh Cullen. We might, might be down to Fred Bear squad again. If, you know, if Real Madrid come and, and, and hijack all our players, what are we going to do? Nothing we can do about it. Right, uh, Reese. Uh, good if we miss out. It's talking about the transfer window. Uh, I've been asking you guys what you've made of the transfer window as a whole. Reese says it's a good one if we miss out on Hemed. If it's a great one if we get him. If we don't get Hemed, we're definitely a striker short, but it could have been so much worse. Yeah, so if Hemed doesn't come in, Lewis, we probably are a striker short, fair to say. We've got Chucks who can come and play up top. Obviously, we've got Lyle Taylor who's, who does the business. But you know, if, we, if we suffer a knock-up there, then we could be in trouble quite quickly. Yeah, I, th- I think um, we, would, we would be short. I, I imagine he would call on pushing Chucks out of the favoured number 10 and pushing him up top alongside I think Leco can play, and Leco can play well, there yeah. too. Yeah, so, Bond. Yeah, Macaulay Bond. Yeah, I mean, if, ready, yeah, if you get Hemed in, get a chance, yeah. I think if you get Hemed in, there could be potential that he loans Macaulay Bon out to a League One club or a League Two club, potentially. Maybe, yeah. I mean, I know obviously he's one for the future. I'm just thinking if, if there's, if you've got Hemed, Taylor, yeah. Chucks and potentially Leco in front of you. It would be interesting because you. you can still loan players out for the next couple of weeks to, to League One and to League Two. So we'll see, right? Mark Foley uh, said it was an incredible transfer window for Charlton this year. I can't remember a transfer window like it. We have made some great signings and most importantly, we kept hold of Lyle Taylor to play the way he did yesterday after what must have been a very difficult week for him just sums the guy up. Quality with two goals in two games. Right, David Letchford uh, on the game yesterday. I thought we did well. We got the three midfielders in that I believe has 
made us stronger uh, and one striker in as well with energy to burn. I'm just worried that we did not get another experience forward in as I think Taylor gets injured or a ban. We could be in trouble up front. Michael Broad said it was a great window. Uh, Billy says uh, still light up top after the window, even if we do get Hemed sorted. Uh, keeping Lyle is massive and great to get Cullen back. Best part of the summer uh, for me was keeping Boyer and the coaching staff. What a, <laughs> what a chap uh, Gallon is. Uh, Bohemian Chapsody. There you go. Will Bolland <laughs> with his uh, with his weekly uh, weekly reminder of the only six words you need this season. Believe in Boya and keep the faith. John uh, says, I like the look of Lecco. Uh, for we did good business in the window overall, but time will tell. Rob Waghorn, the team spirit this uh, group of players has is unique. I cannot recall one like it. They seem to enjoy celebrating goals together and with the fans so much. It's great to watch. So much credit uh, to Bose, Jacko and the backroom team. Liam again says, I'm not getting ahead of myself. Uh, I will take staying up. Anything more is a bonus with the wage structure at the club. What about Fred? What's he got to say? He says, what about we are top 10 come January 1st or even higher? Uh, I think he says January the 1st, not as in we'll be first in January the 1st. But he says, um, uh, does Roland... Uh, think uh, does does Ronan wet his pants and then think we can get to the promised land Premier League and give us a few million so he can uh, up the price for a sale? Um, do you think he'd do that? He'll probably wet his pants anyway. Is yeah. his age? Yeah, so, yeah. Um, We've got an email from Terry coming up soon. Actually, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, who knows what's going to happen in, with that uh, Belgian waffle? It's, it's it's hard. It's hard to predict the future in a lot of ways in terms of where we're going to be in terms of how he acts. We sort of said chatting away with someone this afternoon saying like he's very. You know, you'd expect him to have accepted a four million pound bid for Lyle Taylor, for example. Mm. It's hard to predict where he's going to go with stuff. But Fred then uh, continues: concern uh, would be a few injuries to key players, and we are unable to cover like for like. Also, Taylor contract is major concern if he won't sign uh, the extension. Yeah, well, it's on the table. It'd be interesting to see what happens. Right, Lee Elliott says we just need eleven more wins. We're half. Well, we're not quite halfway there, but we've got two so far, and uh, that will get us safely, hopefully. Sebo, right, Touchwood, the momentum of Wembley and the momentum of Bowyer on uh, on Bauer on 93 minutes and 54 seconds is carrying through. It means I can enjoy my birthday tomorrow in Bo, Joe, uh, in Bo, Jacko, Gallon, Marshall and uh, Basie we trust. Up the mighty addicts, alay, alay, alay. Seb Lewis's birthday tomorrow. Happy birthday, oh, Seb. In my opinion, that should, that, that should be a national holiday. It in should Charlton be really, yeah. Minimum. Not just because I want yeah. Monday off tomorrow, yeah, but get because it, yeah, it's Get it out Seb. to Bromley as well if we're doing a national holiday for Seb. But you have a great birthday, mate. Dr. Lazarus Roland has been wetting his pants. <laughs> Why is everyone saying Roland wetting his pants? <laughs> Uh, for quite some years now uh, you'd think it'd be age related it's a shoe it's if you've got an alter ego on Twitter Mark uh, but it was an adverse reaction to his teeth bleaching agent which is a shame well there you go uh, <laughs> uh, right Paul Ferguson an incredible start to the season uh, staying up must be the focus and anything else is a bonus we have a small squad which will play its part but on yesterday's showing we've got nothing to worry about what a find that Conor Gallagher is yeah, certainly is. Um, we've got a couple of tweets from Terry, which we've got an email coming up from him yesterday. Uh, Mark Anderson, a week is a long time in politics and football, boys. Uh, the red side salute Lee Bowyer's Red Army. Right, Alex Rogans was at the game yesterday. Uh, team gave everything to a man. Williams, Gallagher, Cullen and Prattley in the midfield all absolutely ran themselves into the ground. Having depth to the squad now will be key. The Valley was rocking and the Red Robin was bobbing up the addicts. And Dale gets involved. Uh, fantastic day. I bet she was leading the singing yesterday. Fantastic. <laughs> 
fantastic <laughs> day yesterday back at the Valley. I think the boys still need to get a bit of time to gel together, but they were still brilliant and the fans were amazing. Uh, roll on next week. Right, Vital Charlton, what a performance by the lads. Gallagher was man of the match for me uh, and the atmosphere in the cover then was electric as always. Let's keep it going. Uh, Mark Anderson's also got back involved though, saying, saying he didn't celebrate the third goal with as much vigour as usual, because he had Lyle first goal scorer and uh, Charlton 2-1, so 40-1. So he's probably slightly gutted about that. Uh, but yeah, I'm sure he doesn't mind too much. Uh, Charlton win is much better than money anyway. He won't be gutted opinion, when yeah. we get promoted by one goal. Exactly. He's probably got, <laughs> he's, hopefully he's got 50 quid on that as well. Right, Darren Ellis, uh, great start to the season and really happy with the way we played yesterday. Although a bit fortunate at times, but really happy uh, with the players brought in, uh, but can't get too carried away. It is still going to be a long and a tough uh, season. Douglas Rose says, I like the, the look of uh, the young yard Brendan Wirra do in, in pre-season. I hope he gets some games. Yeah, he might get the odd the odd game, I imagine, Brendan. But might play midweek. Yeah, yeah, certainly in the in the cup game. If we get a chance, we will look ahead to uh, the, the the cup game with uh, Forest Green, which is coming up here at the Valley on Tuesday evening as well. Right, ever. Uh, if saying that Killer's beard is a poor thing because he's out on holiday at the moment, like I say, we'll come to that as well. And Seb, uh, Seb wanted to add in that we must remember Brett, the analyst, uh, in our in our uh, uh, praise as well. Uh, Shimpad pointing out that Mario Balotelli is still a free agent. Mark, are you, are you interested in a bit of Mario? Um, Might Mar- crash the wage Mario- budget slightly. Mario Kart, yes. Mario Baratelli, no. No, oh, that's a shame. Right, we're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Live, and also we're going to wave goodbye to Mark Nuru because, uh, as we mentioned, he has got two young children who he's looking after, so he's only been let out uh, for an hour. So, Mark, it's been an absolute pleasure no, having you, you here. Thank you for having me back in the studio. Yeah, and uh, we look forward to seeing you over and over again for the, yep. the course of the, uh, the, the rest of the season. Um, glory Hunter because we won two games he's back in the studio right we're going to have a quick break here on Charlton Live you guys run away Uh, hopefully you'll be back by the time we come back from this Uh, we'll see you back in 30 seconds or so here on Charlton Live trying to take his man on Chip ball back across. Bowers there. Pierce is there. Bowers there. And it's John. Yes! 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 Charlton have scored with seconds remaining. We've done it all. Get in. Come on. What a time to be a hero. Here at Wembley. Oh, my word. Oh, my word. Charlton Live. There we go. Welcome back to Charlton Live. Lewis Cat has just broken the land speed record running upstairs to let Mark out Come and, on. and get back to the studio in time during that advert. Well done. Oh, it's good. People said Lecco was pacey yesterday. Oh, yeah. yeah, And you had some end product as well because you're back in your chair. I did, so back there in you my go. Chair. Yeah, excellent performance there from Lewis. So, yeah, thanks to Mark. Uh, he's gone back to look after the twins. Um, but, yeah, great to have him back in the studio. We've still got plenty of um, emails and uh, messages uh, to read out here on Charlton Live. We're enjoying chatting with you guys. So much fun to do the show when we've had a result like we had yesterday, you know, really solid home win that the, everyone was, was enjoying as well. So let's have a listen uh, to whatever some other people had to say over, over email. Uh, the first one comes in from Steve Hearn. Fantastic day yesterday at the Valley. It's such a wonderful time to be a Charlton fan uh, at the moment. Lecco and Gallagher were outstanding, along with all of the team, of course. My only criticism is playing out from the back. We just seem so uncomfortable doing it. Uh, most of the pressure Stoke had was 
when we lost the ball in our own half. Even with five to ten minutes left to go, uh, we were still doing it. Get it up to Taylor and Anike, no messing. Yeah, so, I mean, we touched on it earlier. It's I guess it's about finding that right balance. And Boya, it was interesting to hear him come out and say, he's almost implying, look, there's going to be a little bit of collateral damage when we try and play it out from the back. But it's sort of like you have to do it because if you do just keep hoofing the ball up, it's going to come back a lot more often in this division than it did in League One. Oh, definitely. And I think, like we said, this is a, it's a new defensive partnership. You know, we, we played out of the back last season quite well, but... I mean, you could argue, you'd say one of the best players playing out from the back was Navi Saar and he got caught last week a little bit. Um, I think it's just a case you, you don't really get as much time on the ball in this division as you do in League One. I think uh, with this rule, with the goal kicks as well, everyone's always on the press. So you've never really got enough time sort of to dilly-dally on the ball. And we, we did that a, lot, a few times last season and got away with it because we had the time and the space. But well, we haven't got that anymore, we probably need to adapt our game a little bit, but... Yeah, it didn't. It was in terms of actual collateral damage yesterday. There wasn't a huge amount. The goal didn't come from that at all. So it's just going to be practice. Practice makes perfect, as they say, and I'm sure that it will it'll improve as the season goes on. You know, it's you always get nervy moments, heart in mouth when it's playing out mm. from the back. Any side, not just Charlton. So I think that once we uh, once we yeah get settled this season with it, I think it will be a lot better. Yeah, hopefully. So unless you're Barcelona or you're Spain from five or six years ago, you are going to give the ball away when you try that. But at the same time. It takes pressure off yourself when you do it right because if you're forever pumping it forwards, the ball will come back. So it's a, it's a tough yeah. it's a tough balance to find. It does make you nervous. Certainly, it makes me nervous <laughs> as well. But at the same time, let's say sometimes you have to do it right. Jake's got involved. Evening, Jake. Uh, firstly, love the show. Keep it up. Uh, keep up the good work. Cheers for that, Jake. Uh, secondly, what a win yesterday. Uh, walking to the valley, I felt slightly confident, but I didn't think we'd be walking away uh, with a three-one victory. I thought Cullen carried on how we finished uh, last year. Gallagher looks a superb talent and has one hell of an engine on him and the fitness of Prattley astonishes me I think we're only just now seeing a fully fit Johnny Williams and he is dangerous Leko looks like fossil on steroids and Anike is a beast excited to see the additions of Field Kyle and hopefully Hemed too Boya and his team are working miracles along may it last that's all the best from Jake yeah cheers for that Jake yeah he mentions um uh, the the engine on on um, on Gallagher, but also the fitness of Darren Prattley. Now I remember when when da- when uh, Darren came to speak to us at the Player of the Year dinner last year. Um, you know he was sort of saying, look, you know I am I am one of the older ones, but I do feel like I have you know fitness levels to match the younger ones. And I think I think we do see that when when he, when he plays. Definitely, I think um, these two opening games of the season, Darren Prattley's been one of the most standout performers because he not he doesn't just settle the game in terms of the fact we have a young squad and they, they probably need that experience head in there to sort of calm it down a little bit, stop them from doing anything too rash. I think that just his overall reading of the game, and of course he's not the most glamorous footballer and he's not gonna he's not gonna give you the step overs and the blistering runs that the crowd wanna see, but he's gonna keep the keep the ball comfortable, keep the team comfortable, retain possession when required, make runs back to defence and cover when required, and he's just He's a really important body to have, and and even speaking to him at the Player of the Year, dude, I just you can see that he's very well respected by by the younger players, and you mm. can see that he's a popular figure uh, among the playing staff and the coaching squad as well. Uh, and also, you know, I've I've really enjoyed having him here as well. I think he's I think he's a really important cog in. Uh, in in the Lee Bowyer promotion to the Premier League machine. <laughs> <laughs> 
Definitely happening. Right. Um, I mean, Jake also mentioned like the, the likes of Sanfield, Kyle coming in, you know, players that are going to add to this squad as well, which will be exciting to see as the season uh, the, the season goes on. Uh, Paul Hawkins, just a short one, says that Charlton have got a midfield to rival anyone in this league at this moment in time. Well, hopefully uh, that'll be the case. Right. Terry Smith is a... Uh, Managed to tear himself away from a, a sun lounger and, a, I dare say, a few fruity cocktails. Uh, <laughs> he's on holiday out in Greece uh, to send us an email, evening tell. Looking forward to, to having you back, of course. Um, saga holiday, apparently, according to Mark. Um, yeah. Go on, tell. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, he's, he's that age now, isn't he? Right. Having listened to all of the magnificent Blackburn away victory on Valley Pass uh, last week, my anticipation levels, uh, despite having a tinge of sadness that I wouldn't actually be at the Valley, were high as we took on Stoke. For whatever reason, uh, and I'm blaming a large intake of uh, Dutch to the hotel. Okay, racist. Uh, the Wi-Fi decided <laughs> to crash, so I was only getting intermittent sound bites of uh, Greg and Tom, so I missed the first three goals as I was desperately trying to get a connection then somehow managed to land on a hooky YouTube channel uh, with Stoke with a Stoke commentary team they were convinced that they should be 4-1 up and any other result was a travesty of justice when Connor backed his first and our third uh, the despair was beautifully painful uh, on the ears we had uh, the temerity to put a recently relegated Premier League side still awash with top class players to the valiant sword and they couldn't handle it we can only hope that the rest of the championship take on the addicts with a similar ca- uh, cavalier attitude and just as Lee predicted we'll go on a journey just as he predicted we'll get promotion uh, has he predicted we'll surprise a few teams and he uh, he did and uh, I think we already have ignore Lee Bowyer at your peril have a great show guys sadly the law of cocktails Greek food and an open air concert have just edged you out so I'll be listening to the podcast uh, by the pool tomorrow that's Yamas uh, from Terry Smith sounds like he's living the, the highlight life out in Greece really uh, he lives the high life wherever he goes Terry though he's having, he a, he's having a good time yeah I mean we, we spoke to him we spoke to Martin Spinks from uh, the Stoke Online website during the week uh, local journalist up there and obviously you know he was very honest he said it probably was a bit of a shock how Stoke found the championship last season they need to get that out of their heads really and because they will underestimate teams like Charlton massively and I th- they remind me a lot of, of us when we first got relegated from the Premier League and we really struggled to adapt to the to the championship in terms of the, the physicality and and the amount of games and the, the tough trips that you face and, and everything like that I think that they they really do need to get out of the system now because they're going to struggle otherwise and you know they've got big they've got big money players on that pitch they've got big names and people that maybe should be playing in the Premier League in ter- you know like Jack Butland's an in- England international goalkeeper and, and he struggled to handle us yesterday and I think that they need to be careful because it, you can very easily end up dropping down another division unexpectedly we know how we know how that feels it's happened to a lot of clubs it's happened to you know the Southamptons Norwich you know, Sheffield United all, all these clubs that have taken that plummet they've got to be careful because once those parachute payments dry up if they're not they're not pushing for the top six or looking at getting back in the Premier League they could be in big trouble mm, certainly right Mark Waite fantastic start uh, to the season a lot better than a lot of supporters thought myself included my main concern would be injuries to key players and being being able to replace them like for like also Cullen uh, has got a call back clause in January if West Ham are struggling yeah that that could be interesting because obviously this is the last year of his uh, contract. So if West Ham think they can cash in in January, they might well do that. Hopefully that won't be the case. But yeah, you know, like for like players, if the squad's getting 
fattened out a little bit. So we might be okay in some cases, but certainly striker, perhaps right back we're seeing at the moment, if Solly gets injured, we were going to, probably going to have to put Deji there or Brendan. Uh, Deji, not really his natural position. Brendan's still very young, still very mm. raw. So there are dangers that there, there could be holes in the squad in certain positions, but we hope uh, that that won't turn out to be the case. So 100% chat on Twitter. Uh, wanted to point out uh, that yesterday he said exactly the same thing that Darren Prattley didn't stop running uh, all game and uh, CFC Wheeler's asking uh, just curious and wondering if you know why the club haven't released a DVD of the full game uh, at Wembley yeah I don't know why they haven't they, they really should because I imagine that'll be a bestseller uh, so <laughs> you can listen to the full Valley Pass commentary on our Charlton Live podcast feed if you scroll back towards the summer uh, just while, the, while we weren't on air after the summer the, the final show of the summer I did put out the full uh, commentary feed and uh, it is a good way to listen to that and really sort of transport yourself back to that superb day at Wembley Stadiums yeah so uh, if, if you're if you're getting nostalgic for that day have a look on on uh, the Charlton Live podcast feed right Duncan Brand uh, wow yesterday I was not expecting that despite a few nervous moments trying to play out from the back a near faultless performance from all the players Gallagher Cullen Taylor and Williams will get a lot of the praise rightly so but special mention to Prattley who was immense at breaking up the play and stopping Joe Allen will take a lot of confidence from the first two games we can compete and we can win games uh, in this league yeah another mention for Darren Prattley it's great to see uh, pointing out the way he sort of had to stop Joe Allen just saying, we saw it last week when he had to stop Bradley Dack I mean yeah. if you're a creative midfielder coming to, to play against Charlton at the moment you won't fancy having Darren Prattley breathing down your neck for 90 minutes absolutely not I think he's he's done himself no harm has he I think he's he's just like I said earlier it, it, professionalism his experience is is absolutely paramount to to how we get on this season I think that he's, he's just so important in and around the club like I say, he won't he won't make the headlines in terms of screamers. Well, he did at uh, he did at Shrewsbury last year, but he won't. He's not going to do the glamorous stuff. He's not going to he's not going to make the headlines all the time. But he's very very important, and he'll he'll keep us calm when maybe we're sort of under the cosh because there are going to be difficult games this season. We we know we we're saying now how how good it is and everything. We know that, and the positivity train is going to keep on chugging. I'm sure, but. There are going to be difficult tests in this division. We are going to we are going to lose games, and we are going to no, we're not. No, we're not. <laughs> we are going to, we are going to struggle in in some places. And and someone like Darren Prattley, who's who's been in this division for a lot of his career and higher, is going to be so important in terms of just calming the heads of the younger boys and letting them know that it's not the be all and end all, and that you know you've it's down to sort of it's in your own hands to sort of build it up and and get back in there. And I've I've got so much belief in this squad and and having people like Darren in there only only makes it better. Yeah, like I say, we we we. we, we we will lose a game or two this season. Is when what happens, what happens when we lose three in a row? That that's how you react from that. That's going to be important, and that'll be interesting uh, to see. Right, Len's got involved. Right, this was sent before um before yesterday's games. Talking more about uh, the transfer window because I was asking for your opinion on uh on our work in the transfer window towards the end of uh, of last week. Uh, Len says, "Wow, it's Friday lunchtime. I've just about recovered uh, from the events of the last 48 hours. I think it has made me realise that despite constantly uh, singing these praises a lot, I still." Uh, underestimate the real asset that we must not lose. Although I thought we would struggle if we lost Lyle Taylor, the reality is that Boya will find a way. It is Boya who has made me want to go to Charlton again. It is Boya who has uh, made me want to get a season ticket again. It is Boya who provides the magic ingredient that makes us grin like Cheshire Cats. That's not to underestimate Steve Gallen, Jacko and the staff or the importance of Lyle Taylor and the team. But in my mind, whoever sent the messages that caused Lyle to delete his Twitter account uh, 
uh, is not a Charlton supporter, uh, but surely Boya is destined for big things in football. Uh, I am now considering renewing my season ticket after several seasons without one. Do I care if Duchatelet gets a few extra quid out of me? Do I think about Duchatelet when I go to games? No, absolutely not. At least we don't have the problems that Berry is struggling with. Looking forward to seeing Lyle Taylor playing with the new uh, signings we've made. I don't expect miracles, but it's hard to see us struggling in the relegation zone. Roll on Saturday. Yes, I'm sure Len loved it on Saturday. Uh, Yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, we saw the crowd yesterday. We should point out that was a 17,000 crowd. Obviously, 2,500 there from Stoke. But it does feel like that. it's clear that a number of fans are coming back now. The crowds were low in the League One days. You know, some people will be boycotting. Um, some people just don't want to see League One football. Of course, there's plenty of reasons why. Um, but Lee Bowyer is certainly getting those fans back through the turnstiles. And, and, and we've said it many times. But I mean, the cover then was bouncing yesterday, but the rest of the ground was joining in as well. And, you know, no matter what's going on off the pitch with the owner, in the building, in the valley, there's something really to, to get behind and support, isn't there? Yeah, and you know what? There was a real special moment yesterday when uh, when the Covered End started to stand up if you love Charlton and the whole the whole ground were on their feet singing. It was it was amazing. It was hairs, hairs up on the back of your neck moment. And uh, yeah, he's, he's put it really well there actually in, in the email about about not, you know, not caring really if Ronan's getting a few extra quid out of your season ticket. I mean, you should, if you want to watch your football club, then then crack on and do it. I understand why people want to boycott. Of course, I do. But at the same time, something special is going on here at the moment with what you're spectating. You know, Ronan Ronan's not watching us. He's he's not he's not overly bothered what goes on. So you just turn up in your masses and, and back with Lee Bowyer because he sure as hell does care what's going on. Mm-hmm. And it's it's really good what we've got going at the moment. It, it feels it feels special. And you know, Bowyer says go on a journey. I think. To anybody that is still sort of having an R and over a season ticket, and is slightly tempted. I'd, I'd say to them, do it. I'd say go for it. Get on the get on the journey because it's it's great. You know, like I said earlier, with Bowie motivating players and earning the respect of his players and wanting to play for him, he not only does that with the players, but with me having Lee Bowie in charge of my football club, it makes me want to get online after every game on a Saturday and look at when the next away tickets on sale or when the cup tickets are on sale. It makes me want to be here. I, I spend my entire week looking forward to coming to watch my football club again and it's really special and I think people that aren't aren't on maybe sort of are on the fence a little bit at the moment whether to come back I think you should look at yeah get online look at the videos of the place look at look at how people are getting on and communicating and fans are having you know having the best times and everything it's just it's worth coming down and enjoying it because I I sure as hell am and I'm, I'm pretty sure everyone else is too Charlton Juggernaut is uh, streaming along nicely. You want to get on, uh, get on board with it, right? Uh, we've just had an email coming from David, which we'll come to shortly. But Bob says uh, just a few thoughts on our transfer dealings. Uh, it is possible that when Lee Bowyer agreed his contract, he told Roland that while he wouldn't go over budget, any money raised by player sales had to go back into spending on the team and would not have to go back to Roland to spend it. Knowing he needed to strengthen the side, Lee looked at his assets and decided Dick Still uh, was the one he could raise a fair amount on without spending too much to replace. Is it possible that Dick Still was encouraged to leave uh, by a small contract offer on Bayer's say-so? I also think a similar case was happening with Taylor, where if Lee could have got a replacement in plus uh, another £1 million, Lyle would have gone all without having to go to Roland for permission. That's in- yeah, it's an interesting point you've made there, Bob. Now, I, I was told actually during the week, before Dick Still actually left, that the the reason and and it effectively was put on the website as well through what what Bowie said about it being a footballing decision. But I was told uh, that Roland basically said to to Bowie, you don't have to sell Dick Still if you don't want to. Um, if you do, you can have a little bit of you know, a little bit of movement in in what you do with that money. That's what we were told. So. Mm. 
I imagine he could have turned around and said no, but as Boyer said on the website himself, it was a footballing decision. I, I can't imagine it's quite in his contract as such, because I'm sure Roland would still like to enjoy a little bit of money that would come in from, from player sales. But certain, there certainly was that situation. Um, talking about the Lyle Taylor thing, I mean, we were we were told we were bidding £4 million for Ivan Tony down at um, Peterborough. So there's no way we would have been bidding that unless Taylor was going to is going to be that Taylor money, surely. Um, but yeah, Bob's email goes on. We have to accept the economics of football, something I think Lee Bowyer and Steve Gullen know much better than us, yep, uh, and realise that Lee can be ruthless in his dealings if he has to be. Of course, I might be totally wrong, uh, but the £4 million offered for Tony seems more likely from this scenario than Roland having a change of heart and making the money available. Yeah, that's exactly what I think happened there, Bob. <laughs> yeah, cheers for your email. Um, yeah, I think, you, I think you hit the nail on the head there pretty much with, with, with what was happening during the week. Why, um, Caps getting involved. Uh, last year's loans were the most successful loanees in Charlton's history. Every single one of them came off, including Maxwell, who may not have touched a blade of valley grass in anger, but pushed Phillips to improve. It will take a lot to surpass last year's intake, but Gallon and Bo have done a great job in as ever difficult circumstances. Suddenly, the season is alive again. Yeah, that was cap on the closure of the transfer window. And again, that was sent before the, the Stoke game. So, I'm sure Caps feeling even more positive now uh, about the the on the field uh, antics. Well, let's have that email that's just dropped in from David Todman as well. Uh, Hi guys, an excellent result. Stoke started strongly, and Gregory's clever push before the header uh, made the goal uh, caught uh, the the caught out Lockie. Yeah, so when the long ball came over, Gregory did win the header. When you watch it back, there does seem to be a little bit of leaning into it. It's perhaps yeah. why Lockie didn't win that, uh, which I'm sure a lot of. Uh, Cheeky little strikers will try and get away with. After that, uh, Ince and Allen played a lot in front of our defence, but the Stoke lack of pace and penetration uh, was their downfall. Gallagher just got better after an early misplace. A uh, couple of passes. Cullen and Prattley fought hard, and Lecco uh, looks a potential match winner. Johnny Williams stretched Stoke um, and takes uh, real punishment from some shocking tackles. Yeah, he certainly does. Uh, credit to Lyle Taylor for getting on with it and playing well. But the most important thing, it was an enjoyable day. Smiles on all our faces again. Cheers for your email, uh, David Tobin. Again, I think you've summed it up uh, quite nicely what we saw at the Valley here uh, yesterday. We've still got 10 minutes to go here on Charlton Live. We've still got a couple of messages on the Charlton Live forum to, to share with you guys as well. But let's have a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we'll look, uh, we'll look ahead to the Forest Green uh, Cup game as well we'll be back here in uh, 30 seconds or so ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Light up the sky in a minute. Here come the 
Lyle Taylor has a glorious chance on his Addicts debut. Give Charlton a lead, a referee blows whistle. Taylor steps up. Lyle Taylor. Yes! Charlton! Charlton take the lead after nine minutes. Lyle Taylor on his Charlton debut gives the away side an unlikely lead. There we go, Charlton Live here on your Sunday evening um, or on the podcast afterwards. Don't forget, if you're listening via podcast, make sure you hit subscribe in your Acast app or your iTunes app. Uh, The more people that um, subscribe to us, the better it is, really. It gets downloaded directly to your phone uh, or to your device, however you listen it automatically, so you don't have to go and dig it out and find it for us. But also, uh, the more subscribers we get, the more ever so slightly small bit of advertising revenue we'll get from Acast or from whoever, uh, which we can spend on new equipment new equipment that we're using so far this season uh, there's still a couple of bits we want to get as well actually so yeah make sure you subscribe i hope you're enjoying your podcast as well so cheers for cheers for everyone who's getting involved as well because it's making the show go very quickly uh for us right here we go <laughs> right this is from Stuart. okay i'm gonna have to um <laughs> tidy this one up a little bit i'm 71 and i don't wee my pants sunny jim and nor do most 71 year olds Bit of respect, you cheeky so-and-sos. You'll be 71 yourself one day uh, if someone doesn't fill you in in the meantime. I'm very angrily, I'm very angry or totally unnecessary demeaning comment. Uh, my one remaining project in life is to die young whilst at the same time uh, going on to live for as long as possible. There you go. Well, so whoever emailed in about the 71-year-olds uh, enjoying, uh, well, doing that. There you go. That's from Stuart Oop North. So if whoever sent that tweet in, I won't be going Oop North if I was you. Oop North. Yeah, I'll be telling Mark Newby that next time we see him as well. Cheers for your email, uh, Stuart there. Thank you very much. Right, uh, a couple of messages. Mendonca and Astor saying, hearing the podcast back. Uh, recently very good by the way you predicted Charlton to get 110 points Louis I thought that was a tad optimistic but now I'm thinking we might get 120 the Audi cider is giving Bowyer's players wings any uh, flowing in the studio tonight no we still haven't had any uh, anyone uh, sending some Audi cider come on we've been plugging it all week now come on Maybe, some if, maybe if we beat Millwall. Maybe maybe if we beat Millwall or something, but we definitely want some some Audi cider uh, to, to keep us going uh, for the rest of the season. Right, Coops has also got involved in the Charlton Life Forum. Evening, gents. Uh, fantastic result yesterday and just about deserved it. Thought the crowd were exceptional. Hardly heard the Stoke fans. Indeed, uh, we can make the Valley a fortress. On to Saturday now at Barnsley. Get a win there uh, after Tuesday League Cup game. Up the Addicts uh, regards. That's from Gary Cooper in Woolwich. Says, please ask uh, Mr. Cole to to read out the halftime scores. I know this has not happened uh, for the last few games or last season yesterday either and all of us have fancy internet phones to check other scores. There you go. That's a message for Brian Cole. I know he listens to the podcast. Uh, the fans want to hear the scores read out at halftime and even if you do have fancy internet phones, everyone gets the phone out at halftime and it just dies and you can't get hold of the internet after that. So it's a bloody <laughs> nightmare. So go on, Brian. Read out the halftime scores. Give the audience what they want. Uh, right, let's... Start thinking about the Forest Green game coming up Tuesday evening. Um, Bayer did promise changes, didn't he? Speaking with Tom there, saying, but, but, you know, it's, it's all well and good saying change. Obviously, last year in the first round of that League Cup, we went up to Milton Keynes and put out the children and we lost 3 0. And it was, it was a bit of a painful evening, really, for, for, for some of the youngsters. But this year, there will be youngsters coming in. But also, there's going to be new signings who we haven't seen, the likes of Sandfield or perhaps returning players like Jake Forster Kasky, who needs to get some fitness as well. So that it could be a good. Um, 
a good a, a good game to come down and perhaps see some players who you you're looking forward to seeing but haven't had a chance to yet. Yeah, definitely, and it'll be a good opportunity for the likes of for Sam Field to get get some minutes under his belt in a Charlton shirt without having to, you know no real horrendous travel involved either. You know, it's a home game as well, which will be which will be nice. I, and like you say there, I imagine Jake will get some minutes. I imagine Chucks might get maybe he'll get ninety minutes or something like that after coming back from the injury. Probably see Macaulay Bond as well, Albie Morgan, Lapsley. Um, you know, good name. We've got good names in there. Ben Amos as well. Um, I think Page is probably still injured, isn't he, at the moment? So he probably won't feature, I imagine. But Brendan uh, Brendan Wiredo will be around. Uh, Nabi Saar potentially. There's there's names in there. It's a very different squad to sort of this time last year when we did have to take all the 23s up to MK and they they sort of got it handed to them a little bit, didn't they? But mm. That could have been the making of some players. It, like it, I think Lapo went up there and and Albi went up there and they ended up being in and around the first team picture last season and and impressing. So it'll be yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he does. I, I imagine there'll be as he says there there'll be there'll be wholesale changes. But I'd like to think that it would take it probably take the cup a little bit seriously this year. Nice little cup run. There's no. Don't won't do any harm, really. But. Yeah, I mean, uh, you could argue, of course, that any win in any competition will help to breed a little bit of confidence, but. Yeah, I mean, Abaya doesn't necessarily take the cup games the most seriously in terms mm. of the team he'll put out. But like I was saying, so he sort of said, yeah, you mentioned McCauley Bond. He says he'll get some minutes for Sikaski. Samfield, um, it, says he had, it says Sam hasn't really played too many minutes in pre-season, so he's a bit behind. So therefore, these minutes will add to that for him. And yeah, a big chance for McCauley Bond as well. Scored a goal in pre-season. Says himself... He admits he's not ready for the championship, but you know you, there's only one way to become ready for championship, and that's playing more games. So it'd be interesting to see how he gets on Tuesday evening. Yeah, definitely. And um, there were spells um, with Macaulay Bond uh, in pre-season where I, I thought he, there was a lot of promise there. Um, he got, got his goal up at um, Dagenham. Was it Dagenham? It was, wasn't it? Yeah, and that was a that was a brilliant finish. And it's just about you know adapting yourself to this league. It's a hell of a jump for him. You know, he was playing non-league last year. To jump up to the second tier is 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 huge, and but it's also a credit to him and how and how well he did do for Orient last year, and that he is still young. He's got a, a big career ahead of him, and I think that these these sort of games are ideal for him to to get some minutes and show people what he's about. Because we probably in our as it stands, we probably wouldn't take the risk to to play him in in the league games unless we were a little you know unless we were four and up or three and up or something. Maybe we stick him on towards the end, but. I think it's that's this sort of game is ideal for somebody like Macaulay Bond to to show Lee Bayer and show Charlton fans what he's all about. Um, Berham Kyle's going to be missing. He's got a slight injury, so that'll be interesting to see again how long it takes him to sort of uh, catch up. It's going to be a first ever competitive uh, meeting with Forest Green. We did play him in a friendly a few years ago. It's one of those features where when it when it came out, if it was away from home, well, well at least it's a new ground, but you would have to take some time off work to go to it. So it would have been a, a slight hassle, but they've had uh, you know a mixed start to the season. They beat Oldham 1-0 at home uh, and then drew away at Walsall yesterday 1-0. Um, conceded a late equaliser actually against uh, against Walsall yesterday, but you know, nice to uh, test yourselves against a new opponent, a League Two opponent. So we would be expected to go out there and win. We, I keep forgetting we're actually in the Championship, so now we're two divisions <laughs> yeah. uh, above them. But you know, sometimes these League Cup games could be a bit of a laugh, really, as well on a Tuesday evening. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about Cup games being a laugh, you've only got to look back at mine and Nath's commentary oh, gig last year, the, the eight nil <laughs> Stevenage. So. Yeah, if you if you're thinking of coming down to the valley on Tuesday, I'd I'd recommend it just in case 
There's a nine nil or an eight nil. You never know. You don't want to be you don't want to be missing the nine nil win over Forest Green, do Definitely you as well? Not. Yeah, Definitely it's not. a strange club. The club that sort of thrives on uh, advertising themselves as like a completely meat free club. Like you can't go, you can't buy a burger when you go there. You buy tofu or something like that. But just um, as well, it wasn't away. Then. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I would, I would have stocked up uh, uh, before we got there. So that is it on a Tuesday in the Alex in action uh, against Forest Green Rovers, looking to. I say build on our, our perfect start to the championship season, uh, but certainly looking to, to to keep that momentum going. See if we can get through to the, to the next round when some of the bigger Premier League clubs will uh, join the draw uh, as well. Right, we're coming towards the end of this evening's Charlton Live. It's absolutely thrown uh, flown by. Uh, thank you to Mark Newbury who was here earlier and had to shoot off because uh, he's got childcare to to attend to. And thank you to, to Lewis Cat for coming in as well. No problem, mate. No I've uh, been Louis Meadows. Thanks to all of you who've uh, joined in via the the tweets and the emails uh, and the um, uh, the message board posts uh, this evening I hope you've enjoyed it as well we'll be back here on Thursday evening which will be the big match preview which will be looking ahead to uh, next Saturday's trip up to Barnsley on that show we'll also hear from Josh Cullen uh, as well we'll hear, hear his interview after yesterday's game we'll hear from Lee Bowie as well hopefully looking ahead to that that trip up to Barnsley of course we'll look back at whatever happens against uh, Forest Green Rovers here on uh, on Tuesday evening so that has been uh, Charlton Live hope you've enjoyed it three more points for the Alex another brilliant day here at the Valley yesterday I've been Louis Mendes thank you for listening we'll be back here on Thursday evening catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer let's wake up those taste buds with hot juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi Mm. hello fresh stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at hellofresh.com let's get this dinner party started 